So, Tyler. What's up? Have you ever broken a bone? I mean, I chipped a tooth once. Does that count? <laughs> a tooth is not a bone. A tooth is most certainly a bone. <laughs> Someone call a what doctor. Would you, what would Dude, you call the, the hard, strong, white things in your mouth that you bone. chew with? <laughs> they even look like they look like bones. <laughs> no, dude. That is like, what's that word? They have elephant tusks and all that stuff. Bone. No. <laughs> no. Like the rhino? All Gosh. bone. <laughs> Tell us how you broke your tooth. You're going to love this. So, naturally, athletic Tyler in high school, you know, playing sports like he does. False. <laughs> so, I'm playing tennis with some friends. And, you know, everyone talks about tennis being a very risky sport for injury. Um, I've never heard that. <laughs> Well, so, you know, the ball's coming to you. You got the tennis racket in your hand. I'm not doing, like, backhand, so, you know, forehand to the right of me. And I swing the racket, totally miss the ball, hit myself straight in the face. Tooth goes flying half court. I, I literally can't even... I can't picture how this happened, like, with physics. You hit yourself in the face. Straight in the face, right in the mouth. With bottom, racket. Bottom mouth. <laughs> right after braces came off, so it's perfect timing. Oh my goodness, that is awful. Can't say sports are necessarily my uh, greatest gift. Huh? Interesting. What about you? I broke my arm snowboarding one time. It's the only thing I've ever broken. <laughs> what a story! There you go. Yeah, fascinating. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Tyler Joyner here with Weekly Hope, here with Chris. Uh, it's a little bit of a different podcast this week. Chris, do you want to tell us why? So as you are likely listening to this episode, we actually have a mission team, with six guys from Hope Church that are serving um, our newest partner, uh, Hector Candelaria and his church, Missio Day, in Puerto Rico. They're, they just planted one week before we did in a town called Dorado. And so we've got a team of guys down there this week serving them, myself, Tyler included. So we're actually recording this episode a few days uh, beforehand. But what we wanted to do in in this podcast was just take a couple of minutes to talk about what partnerships look like for Hope Church and what our vision is moving forward. And then um, we'll talk a little bit through Genesis chapter 4 and give you some questions that you could potentially ask at your community groups. So um, our vision as a church is in the next 10 years, by the end of 2030, that we want to be a part of supporting church plants and planting churches, and uh, we want to support 10 church plants in the next 10 years, and those would be multi-year partnerships, so it's not like we just support for one year and then we're on to the next one, but uh, that it would be partnerships over a number of years to help churches get started and going, as we've had so many that have helped us get started yeah. and going, which is really cool. So um, so we want to support 10 church plants, plant five churches in the next 10 years. And Hector and mm-hmm. Missio Day, they're actually our very first partnership. And so uh, we, are, we are just beyond excited to have been connected with them. Took a team of guys down just uh, last month to kind of develop and start that partnership to hear about what some of their needs are and uh, just really connected well with with the pastor and his family and their church. And so we're excited to be serving. Hey, Tyler, tell, tell me a little bit, like, what are you excited about? You've been down, you went on the team with us mm-hmm. last month and are, are with us again this week. And so uh, what are some of the things that you're most excited about for this partnership and, sure. and other partnerships moving forward? 
man, there's just so many things with it. Uh, personally, I have not had too many opportunities to get to go on mission trips up to this point in my life. Um, so from like a personal level, it's just exciting and encouraging to see like the bigger picture of what God's doing. I think it's easy to get like insular and focus on just the, the church body that we're a part of, but just to be reminded that, man, the Lord is working all over the world constantly and getting to see just Christians working together and um, just helping support each other in like the grander vision of what the Lord is doing is always an encouraging thing. Um, on top of that, just already getting to meet Hector and the team down there, they just, they already feel like friends after one trip. So it feels like getting to see friends again, getting to serve alongside them and help them the same way we've had a lot of help in this process. Um, I think it's cool that we get to provide some just real needs to them in this time and just serve alongside them, laugh together, just see the joy of the gospel expanding. I think it's a really, really cool thing to just take part in together. Uh, church plants in general are just something that I have fallen in love with in my life. So knowing that the church can't be done alone, um, it's cool to get to, to do together and with others. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And as you said, one of the things that we're going to get to be doing down there is um, is building out the space that they yeah. are leasing and they will have for the next few years. And so uh, it, it was an old Payless shoe store. And so we're, we're removing old shoe racks and all this kind of stuff. And then we're going to actually be building... Uh, a wall to kind of divide off their worship space and um, just doing some hard work. It's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. We've got a great team of guys that are going to to do that. So uh, just can't wait, not not only for that, but for also just the other trips that we'll be able to do and, and to really see, um, you know, what God's going to do through Missio Day as they also have a heart to plant churches and for us just to get to see this multiplication effect that happens. So uh, tell us a little bit about Puerto Rico, about Dorado in particular, maybe some of the things that you thought were interesting or cool about um, just the island in general, or mm -hmm. even that particular town that we're going to be working with. Yeah, for sure. So there's a really just interesting balance in Puerto Rico in general because of it being uh, an American territory, but not a state like us. There's a lot of Americanized things there, but still feels very different and very separate. Mm -hmm. uh, Dorado specifically has a, a pretty big balance of both Spanish and English-speaking people. So it's amazing to see just the ideas and understanding and strategy that they have tackling a place that um, has two different languages that are, are primary there. Yeah. Um, I think they said about 30% speak English first and the rest is Spanish. Yeah. So just, I mean, that's a huge barrier to tackle. On top of that, it's one of the wealthiest cities in the area, um, but a lot of that wealth is held in one area of Dorado and by one... Uh, group and specific type of people. So there's just a lot of uh, just interesting dynamics with that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool to see um, the first church of its kind too being planted in this way through Hector. Yeah, um, and, and Hector had said that as far as they know, this is the actual first Southern Baptist church amazing. to ever start in Dorado, which is pretty cool. And so we get to be a part of serving them and helping them through the SEND network, which is what we're partnered with, and SEND Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. um, and they have just so many neat things happening all across the island. Uh, so it's fun for us to get to be a little bit of, uh, of a part of that. And so uh, one of the other things that I just wanted to mention as we take a few minutes to talk through this and partnerships, mm -hmm. um, probably the most common question that I've been asked over the past couple of weeks has, is from people saying, hey, how... How do I get in on one of these trips? I want to go serve. I want to help. I want to go to Puerto Rico. And what can I do? And um, this was one of those particular trips for us that 
you, you kind of you can't have too many cooks in the kitchen. You mm-hmm. know, like you, there's only yeah. so many people that can build a wall. And uh, so we, we were a little bit uh, selective in how we asked and, and who we asked to go that uh, maybe had some good skills and being able to do that stuff. But at the same time, it's my heart, and I've told our church, my vision would be that every person who comes to Hope Church has an opportunity to go on a mission trip, whether it's to Puerto Rico or somewhere else, uh, in, in their time and their season that they call Hope Church home. And so um, I do want to provide opportunities for, for other groups, small mm. groups and large groups, to go to Puerto Rico. And as we go and spend this next week with Hector and, and his church and his family, um, that's one of the things that is on our agenda is to plan out what what other mission trips can sure. look like moving forward into the spring and summer. And so, yes, absolutely. If you're asking that question and saying, hey, I want to go, um, we will have opportunities even in the next six to 12 months for you to be able to go and support and help. And we'll have plenty of other things happening um, there through, through through different, like they've already done VBS programs. They've done uh, some outreach stuff and just serving in some different mm-hmm. needs in Dorado in specific. So we'll be able to do that. We'll be able to also help, help make their space nice and a great gathering space for their church. So really excited about those couple of things. And then, hey, what's the, the last thing we were just going to share is about this coming Sunday yeah. and what's happening. So you want to tell a little bit about that, Tyler? Sure. Yeah. So um, as far as this, this sermon goes, we'll be sitting in Genesis 4. So continuing on just this narrative story of Genesis and seeing the truth unfold of sin and some of the repercussions that come with it, but this continual just strain of God's grace throughout all of it. Um, Chris, do you want to give just kind of an overarching summary of the story of Cain and Abel? Yeah, so we see in Genesis 4, um, as I've been studying and preparing and thinking about this sermon, was that you just really start to see the effects of sin set in mm. and how it how it affects individuals, how it affects families, and how it affects societies. And uh, there's just this... Um, degrading of of every aspect and every area of our life um, that sin starts to sink in and set in. And so you do see this story of Cain and Abel. And it's really the first sin against each other, humans against one another that we see in Scripture. And um, and so there's, you know, interesting how we kind of get there and, mm-hmm. um, and, and this idea of like worshiping the Lord and Offering to the Lord and providing sacrifices to the Lord was something that, um, that that was still important and that was evident there even in Genesis chapter four. But you see, Cain is uh, is not accepted in in his offering, and Abel is accepted in his offering. So you have to ask yourself that question of, well, why? Why was one offering accepted and the other one not? And do you have any thoughts about that, Tyler? Um, sure. Yeah, I think sacrifices is interesting that immediately leaving the garden, the kind of major story we see happen here is revolved around this idea of sacrifice to the Lord to begin with, um, which we see continue to play out through all of the old Testament up till the final sacrifice that comes in Christ. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, a just fascinating story to see kind of this duality that unfolds here of the Lord asking sacrifice. And so that being what came and Abel are providing to the Lord, but then seeing the downfall of Cain is essentially kind of what's the opposite of sacrifice being murder. Yeah. And so I, I just find it 
just particularly an interesting piece in scripture to see the result of sin being even sacrifice not being enough. And so much so that the rebellious nature of us is to do essentially the opposite of that. Yeah. And ultimately what you see in Cain's heart, it's not about what they give or don't give. You see Cain's heart in that it's um, it's pride and yeah. that he's giving, you know, to some degree, um, the leftover or lesser than or or not as as full of a, an offering to the Lord as his brother Abel, who, who Scripture says, you know, this like is giving of of the best of the best that he has to give sure. to the Lord, whereas Cain is is just kind of doing whatever is required, and so uh, the the very minimum to just get by, and so uh, you know, there's this interesting picture again that we see that. You know, God is interacting with them, and God is still, at this point in human history, still there and talking to Cain and Abel. And, and one of the things that has just stuck out to me uh, so much is, is these glimpses of God's mm. grace through this passage that you see that God's I mean, so, so much grace and mercy to Cain even before he commits this sin and before he commits this act to say, Hey, you, you, like, watch out, guard yourself. Yeah. Like, there's this, there's something happening in your heart. There's something like sin is setting in, and it's going to master you. It's mm-hmm. gonna take, it's gonna take over. Like, you gotta rule over it. It's crouching at the door, and like God warns Cain, and, and how often that is for us, where it's like we've been warned, whether it's through Scripture, or whether it's through another person, or, or even through the Holy Spirit in our life, where we've been warned, but like we have these desires that, that if if we if we even open the door just a little bit, like they will take over and master our lives. And and you see that happening here with Cain. Yeah. And not only that, but you see grace given to Cain in this protection of his life, even as this wonder. Yeah. So even after this murder happens, the Lord uh, essentially protects Cain from uh, vengeance coming to him, which yeah. I think is, is another added layer of grace that happens here. And you also see grace in Eve's life bearing another child through Seth. So I I think it's easy to focus on just the downfall of Cain, but when you just take a step back and focus on the story, man, I mean, it is saturated in God's grace. Yeah. And we see so much here of how how sin affects our lives. Mm. And one of the things I think is just so critical for us to understand is there's no family that is unaffected by sin. There's no... There's no society that's unaffected by sin, and I think we have this longing desire for this, this perfection and this and this goodness that that came from God's design. But we can't get there apart from Jesus Christ. And so this is ultimately this picture and pointing back to Genesis three fifteen that we talked about last week. This promised one to come, and I think it's so interesting. Just another side note that you see here is. Uh, as you just see even the naming of Cain and Abel yeah. that, you know, Cain is named as though like, man, these this good gift that God's given me like this, almost like this chosen one. Like, yeah. look, look what the Lord has given us. He's given us like another man, like an, an, another Adam, this little miniature Adam. And like, I can just see it playing out in their mind where they're thinking like, hey, maybe this is the one that's going to fix it all. Like mm-hmm. he's going to crush the head of the serpent, you know? Yeah. Because then you see this, this, uh, this other view of like when Adam is or when Abel is born, it's like his name literally means vanity. It's it's the same word used in Ecclesiastes mm-hmm. where it's like oh worthless, yeah. like it's it's meaningless. We got another one, mm-hmm. and uh, and and how often like I think for us it 
in family dynamics, family situations, that we can even feel like uh, the, the effects of sin, how they've broken us and broken our our hearts. And, and I think of just so many people that may feel like the looked over and the leftover yeah. and the outcast. And uh, man, I would just say say there that all throughout Scripture, what we see is like God uses the the least expected, mm-hmm. whose hearts are for Him, and God sees our hearts and He cares about our hearts, and He cares about um, He cares about all of us. And you see these glimpses of grace that He even shows to Adam and Eve, to Cain and Abel, and it was ultimately, as Hebrews says, it was ultimately by Abel's faith mm. that he was saved. Faith in this promise from Genesis chapter 3. So uh, maybe just a couple thoughts for you as you have community group this week. And um, can't wait for the, the week ahead and as we continue to um, you know, to move through the book of Genesis. Definitely. Well, real quick, is there any other updates, anything to be looking out for with Hope Church? Yeah, a few things coming up really, really Uh, Quickly, that are just very important. This coming Sunday, we actually are going to have Hector and his family with us in our service. So they're going to be flying in from Puerto Rico, spending the weekend with us. And it's going to be a great time. So I just encourage you to come, uh, meet them, bring somebody so we can can tell you and show you what it looks like for us to partner together for the kingdom with other churches. Um, So it'll be a great time and would love for you to come be a part of that. And then on the 31st, we actually have our Fall Family Festival. It's going to be at 11 a.m. right after the service. Uh, we're going to have great candy, trunk or treat. Uh, we'll have lunch, free lunch provided, games, inflatables, all the things. It's going to be just a really, really great time. So would love for you to come be a part of that. Invite a neighbor, invite a friend, invite somebody to come. And then on November 7th, it is Stand Sunday. And that's going to be a Sunday where we're actually going to be launching and sharing about our adoption and foster care ministry. So can't wait for that Sunday as well. That's what we got. Awesome. This has been another episode of Weekly Hope. If you'd like more information on Hope Church, visit our website at www.hopechurchjc.com. Hope you have a blessed week.